Pastor John, I was uh, tinkering around the other day with ChatGPT, and I asked it to spit out a tweet for me about artificial intelligence and Christian joy, and to write it all in your voice. Here's what it said, quote, artificial intelligence may bring new levels of convenience and productivity, but let us not mistake it for true joy. Our ultimate satisfaction can only be found in Christ, who alone can satisfy the deepest longings of our hearts, end quote. Simplistic connections here, uh, mm-hmm. but not too bad. It does actually sound like you, but get this. this that second sentence, as it's written, uh, our ultimate satisfaction can only be found in Christ, who alone can satisfy the deepest longings of our hearts. That statement has never appeared in your written works or anyone's. It has never appeared online anywhere, according to Google. From what I can see, it's an original sentence, which is wild. Uh, As you know, we're in the early stages of AI when large data sets can be crunched and synthesized and computers can essentially spit out what appear to be thoughtful responses to prompts. Your ministry has produced one massive data set, uh, to put it crudely, and a day is not far off and maybe is here already when people will be tempted not to go to this podcast or to your sermons or to books to hear from Mm -hmm. you. They'll simply prompt for a summary answer to what John Piper might say on a given ethical dilemma or Bible text. And some AI model will spit out a summary response in, in text, or maybe even one day in your own spoken voice, or even in a video-generated response that looks like you talking. It's all still very early. Uh, much is going to change, but I want your early thoughts here. And to get us there, um, I want to put one subtopic aside and make one assumption. First, uh, there are legal issues all over this, so let's put those aside for now. Second, let's assume for the sake of today's episode, that the generated text is actually pretty good and a reasonably accurate representation of what you have said in the past. What's your first gut instinct here at the highest level? Uh, What would you want the age of computer-generated John Piper AI to hear from you in your own living voice about how you want your legacy of works to be viewed in this coming age of artificial intelligence? Well, I like that last question, Emily. Focusing my attention on on the highest level, which I'll try to do, but yeah. it's remarkable that this this shows up right now because just a few weeks ago in the faculty forum at uh, Bethlehem College and Seminary, where I teach and serve as chancellor, the issue of artificial intelligence and specifically Chat GPT mm-hmm. was part of the planned discussion. And in preparation, one of our professors sent around the results of his request from. Chat GPT, which stands for Chat Generative Pre-trained Transformer, I learned. And he he had given the chatbot this instruction: write an essay on Augustine's view of disordered love. Hmm. And it produced a 400-word essay that I read, in which I suppose would get a passing grade in your typical lit class in the university and for sure in high school, Hmm. which of course is a great concern for teachers. And there are, I learned also, plagiarism detection programs like Turnitin, T-U-R-N-I-T-I-N, all one word, Turnitin, which claim to be able to spot artificially produced essays at about 99% accuracy. So who knows, maybe with the advancing possibilities of cheating and calling AI productions your own work, there will be equal advances in software to detect that deception. And as you you point out, uh, really not just as potential, but as realities 
there are people right now producing artificial John Piper quotations Mm -hmm. and artificial John Piper voices, which are close enough to accurate that the average person won't know the difference. But your question at this point, thankfully, (laughs) because I'm no expert, is, is not about legal issues. It's not about detection possibilities. It's about what's your first gut instinct here at the highest level uh, what would you want the age of computer-generated John Piper AI to hear from you in order for your own living voice to uh, inform the world what you want your legacy of works to be viewed as in uh, the age of AI? So my gut doesn't reach out first to my tongue. <laughs> it, my gut reaches out first to my my mind, where there's a lot of Bible up there circulating around. And, and my gut say, consults with my mind and says, uh, hey, mind, wh- what does the Bible say or imply about this? So here's my distillation about uh, my answer or response to that way you posed the question. Really high level. The biblical vision of Christian hedonism really does provide a remarkable framework for responding to artificial intelligence. This was a surprise to me because I haven't thought about it (laughs) before. Um, Remember, Christian hedonism says that God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. Now, what that does is elevate the spiritual affections of the human heart to the highest possible level in the unique role that human beings play in the purposes of God in the creation of the world. God created the universe in order to put his glory on display and to communicate himself to his creatures for our understanding and our enjoyment. Psalm 19.1, Isaiah 43.7, Romans 1, 19 to 21, Romans 9, 20 and 23, and on and on. The purpose of God to glorify himself in creation reaches its God-intended climax when human beings not only rightly understand, but rightly feel the nature of God's reality and the preciousness of his fellowship. God glorifies himself in the life of humans when those humans understand him truly in their minds and rejoice in him duly in their hearts. If either of those is missing, mind understanding or heart rejoicing, God is not glorified as he ought to be. And if either of those is missing, the other one is flawed. Right ideas without right rejoicing are barren, mechanical, and yes, you could say artificial. Hmm. Even in the human mind, not just in the computer, they're, they're artificial in the human mind if they are not penetrated with rejoicing hmm. duly. Rejoicing without right ideas on the other hand, is like froth on a drink and not not fruit on a vine. For right thinking to glorify God 
it must be attached to right rejoicing in God. And for rejoicing in God to glorify God, it must be rooted in right thinking about God. In other words, the spiritual affections of the human heart are of the essence in the achievement of the purposes of God in creating the world. These spiritual affections, the affections of the human heart, will never be the product of computerized databanks. And I, I say that not only because computers will never be human hearts, that is, they'll never be created as humans in God's image, I say it also because not only are human hearts or souls of another nature from computers and computer language, I say it also because, and, and this is even more significant, the God-glorifying, Christ-exalting human heart is a new creation that is brought into being by a supernatural, not a natural, not a computerized intervention by the Holy Spirit. It's called new birth or new creation or new person. The new creation in Christ, the newborn heart, the supernaturally created person is the only person who can rejoice in God for who he really is. The eyes of the heart have been opened by the Holy Spirit. The spiritual beauty of Christ in the gospel is seen, and the echo of this beauty in the heart is to trust him and rejoice in him and treasure him. Those God-glorifying affections, spilling over in outward acts of love, are the reason God created the universe, which means for chat GPT that it is quadruply cut off from God-intended purposes for intelligence. So here they are. I'd say Chad GPT is quadruply cut off from God-intended purposes for intelligence. Hmm. First, it is a kind of intelligence, not affections. But affections are of the essence in living a Christ-exalting, God-glorifying human life. Second, this so-called intelligence is the product of a machine, not a heart. And the heart is of the essence of living a Christ-exalting, God-glorifying human life. Third, the causes and effects of this so-called intelligence are all natural, not supernatural. But the Bible makes plain that the merely natural man, and all the more natural computer, cannot be what humans are created to be, namely God-glorifying persons. Fourth, this artificial intelligence is defective in the same way that a natural man is defective. It can rise no higher than the natural, fallen, unregenerate heart of man. Intelligence, as God gave it at first, was designed not only to perceive natural external reality and then assemble it 
but also to see in it, to see through it, the reality of the glory of God, the greatness, the beauty, the worth of the infinite person who created us. When intelligence cannot do this, cannot spiritually discern, see, and feel that glory, it fails in the most important reason that intelligence exists. So, in answer to the question, I would like the legacy of my works to be viewed as the fruit of a finite and fallible and imperfect human mind and human heart that were touched by the supernatural work of God in Christ and enabled to see the glory of God and feel something of the worth and reflect for the world the glory of God for the supernatural enjoyment of as many people as possible. Hmm. Quadruply cut off from God's intended purposes for intelligence. Thank you, Pastor John. And thanks for joining us today. If you want to ask Pastor John, the real, living, breathing, regenerate, God-centered, God-enjoying John Piper, that one. If you have a question for him, type it out and email it to me at askpastorjohn at desiringgod.org. Well, can we lie to women who are seeking abortions if by lying it increases the likelihood that we can save a baby's life? When this question came in, it immediately grabbed my attention, and it's up next time. I'm your host, Tony Ranke. See you Thursday.